0: Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Rosillo, and this is a show where I get to talk about sports, business, and all the things in between. Today, my guest is Frank DeSocio. He is the Executive Director of the Bowling Proprietors Association of America. Frank, how are you doing today, man? I'm
1: doing I'm doing better than some, probably not as good as others, but it's all good.
0: And that's how every day is, man. Every day is a good day to be alive. Rather be six feet above than six feet below. There's a couple other cliches we could roll with, but I think you're doing all right.
1: And I agree with you. Totally.
0: Happy to hear it, man. And thank you. Thank you again, Frank, uh, for coming on. Exciting. I haven't had anyone in the bowling world on yet. I, you know, I believe oh, wow. bowling's on ESPN. Bowling is a sport. There's a lot that goes into it. Concentration. There's, There's too, too many things to go into. So I'm very excited to talk about this. But the first question I have for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast, Frank, is... Why do you love sports so much?
1: Well, funny, I married into it. So I married into it after college. I was uh, playing football, uh, some track in high school, uh, was too fat and slow to play college. So uh, moved on and met my wife and got into it. Uh, you know, it's just a sport you fall in love with because it's just so diverse. Uh, not everybody can play. And so everybody thinks they can bowl. But you even take Chris Paul, who used to play for the Clippers. You know, he's an avid bowler, but he's never got above a 200 average. And so it drives him. He'd throw 50 games a week practice. Still couldn't get there. But then there's guys that, that maybe just can get it done. Better hand, you know, hand and eye. And, but I love it because the camaraderie that comes with it, the people, I would even tell you similar to golf. You know, when you play with your three buddies or four buddies on Saturday. This is no different. And and you've got your group of friends you bowl with, you have fun with, get to share some time together, uh, not worrying about the world around you. And I think that's the great part of bowling. And, uh, you know, we have about one point four million that bowl every week uh, in certified what we call certified leagues. So it's just a great time to meet people. And then, again, the diversity of it, which I mean by that is, you know, there might be a guy that's a factory worker. Uh, and he's bowling on the same team with the CEO of a, of a mid-sized company or something. So it's a great part of the business.
0: That is fun. And I've never heard that analogy before, but I think it is a good one. It is golf, right? Everybody who plays yeah. it loves it. Whether they're good or not, they're still gonna go out there, shoot a hundred, or as you say, never be able to break two hundred. But it's just it's something to do. It's fun, it's easy going. I mean, you know, the fun quote I always love, I think Mark Twain had it, you know, golf is just a long walk spoiled, right? So, you know, you could be good, you could be bad. I mean, how much fun? You're throwing a round ball at some, you know, porcelain yeah. objects not too far away. Shoot, we're having a good time, right?
1: That's right. And just join our day or join exactly. our day. Exactly.
0: And yes, and and uh, another commonality: if I'm golfing or bowling, I'm probably drinking a beer. So that part Absolutely. doesn't hurt either. That <laughs> part doesn't hurt either. It's but,
1: easier to drink the beer at the bowling center than it is on the golf course. That's
0: that is true. But yes, that's, a, that's, that's that might be for another time when we actually are able to go bowling again and, and go golfing again and do all the things that we love while drinking beer, of course. But I think that part is pretty important. So, Frank, with that, I guess, you know, as you said, you married into bowling. What exactly and how exactly does that happen? And I guess, why was your wife so into bowling and why did she love it so much?
1: Well, my wife grew up in it. So her father built his first center in 59. She grew up in the business, bowled collegiately at Wichita State University, so she did it her whole life. We met after college. Uh, We ended up getting married. I ended up going to work for a bowling uh, distributor company that Brunswick, and then ended up going into the business with her in 85, and so we ended up buying our centers. Uh, Her dad at that time owned uh, a bunch. We we bought five centers from him out of Wichita, and and, Fell in love with the business and been in it ever since.
0: And so I oh, yeah. really
1: never really worked anywhere else. One job in between college and and uh, and graduation to, to bowling. So I've been in bowling over 35 years.
0: And so you've been in the bowling business for, you know, as you said, for 35 years for a pretty significant period of time now. I mean, what does the... Bowling business look like like what is it about this business that attracted you outside of obviously your wife being in it for so long but what attracted you to want to buy centers and start to really you know dedicate your life to this business in this industry?
1: Well, it, once and I have a lot of friends in other businesses. I mean, uh, restaurants, just other businesses. And bowling was what I liked about bowling was the harder you work, the more money you made, and and you don't really yes. They can open a, a YMCA down the street. It's going to affect you a little bit, maybe in the short term. They might have a Dave and Buster's come in. But honestly, the competition side, if, if you bust your ass and go to work every day, you're, you're going to make good money. The only bad thing about bowling is the cost of entry is very expensive, very expensive. And so sometimes you, you know, we built a new set, we built a number of new centers, but I built one, and my friend said, it, you know, it was 8 million bucks. He said, why wouldn't you just go buy five Sonics and, and get your money back in three years? He said, cause I'm not in the Sonic business. I'm in the bowling business. And the people that. you work with are just wonderful. I mean, just salt of the earth. Uh, most bowling proprietors, there's no large chains. The largest chain is Bolero. Uh, there's a few in California, but that's only 300 centers of the 5,000 or 50 or 4,500 in America. So mm-hmm. people are salt of the earth. Just, just great people to deal with. Uh, Hiring people isn't hard. I mean, you know, a lot of times it's part time people that just want to get away and meet people all at night. And so it's a wonderful business.
0: And so, you know, as you said, you've been in the business for a significant period of time. You are now the executive director, as we said, Frank DeSocio, executive director of the Bowling Proprietors Association of America. What exactly is the Bowling Proprietors Association of America and what do you guys do?
1: It's really simple. We're the trade association for bowling centers in America. And so, which everybody has one, roller skin, roller rinks, theater owners, restaurant association, they all have, and we are, uh, for bowling centers, we represent about 82% of America. Um, and we, and, and our, our mission's really simple, to, to make proprietors more profitable. And that goes across a, a strategic plan that we follow. Uh, probably the biggest thing outwardly is uh, we do a lot of awareness uh, programs. And so, for instance, uh, not this week, but next weekend, we sponsor the Go Bowling Race in uh, Daytona, which was, you know, due to COVID, was in Watkins Glen. It's now in Daytona. Uh, we, we're a sponsor and have a float in the Macy's Day Parade. We uh, we sponsor a number of different events during the year, and that's what we call awareness. Then, of course, we have National Bowling. We'll talk about that in a few minutes.
0: That is pretty impressive. Uh, So you guys are essentially just kind of helping the sport of bowling a little bit and just trying to get the message out there, get awareness up so people can remember, hey, I kind of like bowling. You know, it costs only a a few bucks. You go out there again, throw some stuff at stuff, drink a couple beers, have a really, really great evening.
1: Yeah. And, you know, for 10 years, another one, you know, for 10 years, we had a partnership with the NFL at the Super Bowl and we'd raise two or three hundred thousand dollars a year for the local charity for the NFL. And again, why? One raised money, but it was a chance for Hall of Famers of of the NFL to bowl with with just people and have fun. And and everybody, you know, the great part about it, the competition side, if you beat a guy 145 to 130, that's a great day. You don't have to be 300 or 240. You don't have to have that. And so... That's another way we raised money for many years, and for ten years we were at the NFL doing that. So and the bottom line is, if you're watching a, if you're listening to an NFL guy being interviewed from Minneapolis, and it's uh, uh, Carl Eller, uh, you know he's talking about bowling, and that's just what we're here for. He's got a great story. I'm, I've got to tell my Carl Eller story if, if I have time. Please. So yes, we're both. Please. They also do a golf tournament. They're also at the at the Super Bowl, and Carl came up to me and said. And he's he's just a unique kind of guy. He's you know, he just looks like he's a linebacker. I mean, he just looks and he says, Right, I like this bowling. I said, Well, Carl, I'm glad he goes, No, I gotta tell you why. When you go play golf in these in these golf tournaments, and you get on a six, a five sum or something, and those guys are all not very nice guys, and they're just kind of hooty patootie or high flyers, you can't get away from it. You're stuck for five, six hours. Bowling. If I don't got out, I'll just throw a ball and walk down two planes and talk to somebody else. That's well, I hope you don't get anybody that's not that you don't like, but it's a wonderful sport and it's a wonderful way of making uh, raising money for other charities and things like that.
0: That is fantastic. Yeah, if I could if I could go and beat uh Michael Strahan in a in a game of bowling, I would call that a pretty damn good day. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer should, I'm a, I'm a giant fan. You, so.
1: I should send you this video if you'll send me the email, but so we were on the Michael Strahan show with uh, what it was Michael and and Kelly, and we built a bowling lane on their on their stage, and they went live and he threw it so hard it bounced out of the gutter and into the <laughs> went into the went into the back back of the stage. But yeah, he uh, he's a wonderful guy, and and you could tell his natural athleticism uh, when he was bowling was pretty funny.
0: That is fantastic, and and I think one of the cool things you know you bring up his natural athleticism, and I'm sure that helps, but. One thing about bowling is pretty much anyone can do it, right? As as you were saying, if you can go out there and beat a Hall of Fame, you know, linebacker, you you got one thing on him, right? It's not a bad day. So I think that helps a lot with the awareness of the sport is understanding I can go out there as, you know, some scrawny guy that's maybe 170 on a good day or my brother who's a little closer to 200 pounds, he can go out there and I can go beat him.
1: Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, Chris Paul had an annual event, the CP3 bowling event every year. And he would just struggle sometimes because he'd bring different friends on. And they'd watch Norm Duke, who who might be 5'5", five, five, you know, 140. And then here one year was LeBron James, and there's LeBron going against him. And he's going, how does he turn the ball like that? And they're trying to hook it, and they just can't do it like him. He's this tiny little guy. It's so fun to watch. So fun. Yeah.
0: Hey man, if I could beat LeBron James in anything, I would take advantage <laughs> of that in any, any situation, man. That would be awesome. So, yeah. um, with uh, understanding now a little bit more what the BPA does, what exactly is your role as the executive director for the BPA? And how are you kind of, again, especially during this very weird time of, you know, national shutdown, essentially, how are you kind of handling everything and still trying to progress the sport moving forward?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I run a staff of 31 here uh, that uh, divided over. We have some sh- – we we do a lot of online education. We do a lot of uh, – we were doing a lot of boot camps. We've moved those to kind of a virtual studio now that we, we continually train proprietors. The biggest thing we did for our members was twofold. One was if you go to our website, bpaa.com, you can pull it up, and it will give you about everything you need. So when this all first started and everybody was closed, uh, we pushed out every day how to get PPP money, how to how to work with your local bank. We did all that. And then as we eased out of that, then we, how do you get open? How do you social distance at your center? Here's the stickers. When nobody could find a, 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 sanita- a sanitation spray, we had it. And we had it through our, our partners uh, that we have. How do you, and And just be there as a resource. And I would tell you, Some of those resources, Mike, is just honestly letting people vent. They're just upset, just letting them vent. But that's what we're here for. Uh, We have a wonderful staff of, of, of 31 that really help everybody to get down the road.
0: And I think, I mean, you know, what you were doing while, again, it doesn't have that direct correlation to bowling. It obviously helps these business owners and especially these small business owners really run and, and do what they need to do. Cause that is the most unfortunate part of this. I mean, we've seen, you know, some of the PPP money has gone to some, you know, teams like the Lakers, <laughs> what the hell are the Lakers doing? A applying yeah. for that and B taking that money. Like let's yeah. talk about that a little bit more, but it's unfortunate for some of these small businesses. How about how many, uh, proprietors do you actually I mean maybe not come in contact with but do you service uh, at the BP
1: 3500 centers around America wow so of the 4500 out there a lot some of those a percentage of those are military or what we call non-commercial you don't get a lot in California but you get up in some areas the Elks Club has eight lanes the but we service of the 4500 we service over 3500 uh, majority of the bigger uh, larger centers Um, you take California. I mean, we're like ninety-five percent our members, and so we service them, and we just we every day we bring programs to them, and and continue. And again, as a trade association, education is truly the uh, core competency of what we do. So it's all good. It's all That's good. That's
0: fantastic, man. So California, you. Is, there's there's that many bowlers in California?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, large large state. There's a uh, four hundred bowling centers, three hundred bowling centers in California. Three five, the exact number for three, yeah.
0: That I mean, I don't, I, don't, I know it's a big state, but I guess I wouldn't have pinned California as the you know a, a giant bowling state for some reason. Oh yeah,
1: hard to believe. I have a friend of mine uh, that's in Southern Cal, and how he's got twelve bowling centers in Southern Cal. One of them is seventy-two laner. So, and you wouldn't think that in LA. I mean, you just wouldn't think it.
0: I can only imagine what that rent is. So shout out to him for keeping that. He owns all
1: his land. So he's in good shape.
0: (laughs) There we go. We're good to go there, man. I love it. Um, And so, so we talked about it a little bit, obviously the, the pandemic, the coronavirus has been shutting a lot of things down and and it sounds like you guys are doing an awesome job, at least having that communication and being able to talk to the proprietors. You also said there was what 3.5 million um, members, team members, correct? Like,
1: yeah, right. There's, there's There's 1.5 million of the United States Bowling Congress that are people that 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 are members that sign up every year. They bowl on the average of 35 weeks a year. And then 30 percent of them um, are multi-users. So similar to a guy that he might play golf on Saturday, but he also plays in a Wednesday night men's league or something like that. Same kind of thing. 30 percent of our people will bowl more than once a week in organized uh, league play. But one that point, one point three one point four million members.
0: And so how what are you as the BPAA, even if this does fall under your jurisdiction, what are you doing to try and help these people? Because I feel like bowling, again, is not only a, a fun activity, right? It's it's something to enjoy, as you said, to be with friends. I mean, that's one thing we have to always worry about the mental health of, hey, if you don't see your family and friends for a little while, I get to go a little crazy. Uh, but just the fact that it's probably a nice little release again. Throwing stuff at stuff is one of my favorite things to do. I'm sure that makes you feel nice and good. How are you trying to help some of these people? Really, I guess just blow off a little extra steam, if possible, at all.
1: Yeah. So we we're based in Arlington, Texas. Uh, matter of fact, you look out our back door and you can see both stadiums, uh, not only uh, Cowboy Stadium but Ranger Stadium that just got rebuilt. But we're in a, we're 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 in what's called the International Bowling Campus. So uh, we're in here. Also in here is the United States Bowling Congress which represents those 1.3 million. So we have nothing to do with them on an org chart, but we deal with them every day and we're here to help them every day. And then we also have a 14-lane, believe it or not, not to confuse your 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 uh, audience, and we also have a 14-lane Olympic Training Center with the Olympic rings and on it. Even though we're not in the Olympics, we are in the Olympic Training Center because we we play in the Pan Am Games with the United States Olympics.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I'm, uh, pretty deep into the Olympics, uh, work with some Olympic athletes and yes, USA bowling. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah. it's, it's pretty impressive. Again, it is a sport. I don't care what people say. It's it's a fun like activity it. and it's 100% a hundred percent of sport. I think that part's pretty important. So with, um, so so actually, yeah, going back to that question, though, how are, are you guys like what can you do or how are you trying to help those all of those members, those, you know, 1.5 million members? Is there anything that you can do? As you said, you're giving out education. You're trying to help as many people as possible. But is there anything that I like, got? I don't really even know what you could do. Is there anything? Well, there, you're trying?
1: Yeah, the, the United States, the, the USBC has 60,000 local volunteers across the country they have local uh, bowling associations if there's a bowling center there's a local bowling association so it's our job just to help them assist the talk so if they're going to get open in indianapolis indiana we make sure the proprietors talking to the local uh governing body to get the word out that we're open and we have our leagues are getting that's all we're doing most of that work 90% of the heavy lifting is done locally not 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 by our offices okay. we just communicate hey everybody's open
0: Hey man, that's, that's the best way to do it. You got to at least yeah. get that out there. And so um, one thing, again, big reason why we wanted to have you on today, just a couple days before August 8th is national bowling day, which is very exciting. So let's, uh, let, let's, let's kind of hop out of this pandemic COVID world that we're living in on a, in a normal year on August 8th. What are some of the stuff that you guys like to do again, to spread that awareness and get people hyped to go out to their local bowling lanes?
1: Yeah. So we'll do, it'll be a little different this year, but we'll do Uh, We get it out. We'll be on Fox and Friends on Saturday talking about it. Uh, Our race, we'll have some stuff on it next week. And really the day is the eighth. But what we'll do is it's we just tell people to get out with the family. And why is it? You know, people say, well, why do you do it in in, uh, August? And it's really simple. I mean, kids are getting ready to go back to school. Everything, you know, the world's ready to start getting wrapped up again in every other thing you do. So why not take a day with the family? Why not take a day? Go out, spend some time together. If you got young'uns, we put the bumpers up. And so mom and dad can bowl with the bumpers. If they're really young, we put the ramps up. So it's just a day to get out as a family. And there's so few sports, and I really believe this, there's so few sports that you can all go together and within reason compete with each Mm -hmm. other. Um, That's just outside. And I even put the one piece in that says, uh, you know, and if you're a mom and dad, you can have a beer while you're doing it and nobody's going to come say to you, oh, what are you doing? It's a fun night out and a fun day out. And so we push that on family day on, on, on August eighth. Let everybody just get out. And we and we push it. A lot of it is 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 marketed locally by the proprietor. Um, but we'll do a few things national. We'll we'll press out a couple million e- emails, things like that, our Facebook pages and and many other things, but most of it's digital.
0: And yeah, exactly. As you said, you know, you're you're trying to just get, raise that awareness, get people to understand. As you said, you can, are, are you going to be on Fox and Friends, or is there another? Yeah,
1: I'll be on there yeah. on Saturday morning talking about the future, or you're talking about that, some other minor things, I
0: guess. So, Very cool, man. Well, Those hey.
1: questions that that make you back off a little bit, but, it but it? It's, uh, it's good.
0: Yeah, I I think you're going to do great, man. Don't worry. I, I think hope you're so. going to. Do... So. <laughs> if with Ross's help, anything's possible. I'm confident. I in agree that.
1: with you on That he's already starting <laughs> to prep. me. I think he's worried.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And I guess now with, again, you know, everything happening, how how are you guys still trying to take advantage of this day? As you said, you still get to go out there, get a little press, uh, you know, being on uh, national news, you're going out there, you have the race that's going to be down in Daytona, which is going to be really cool. What are some other things that you're trying to do? Again, understanding not everybody can go out to a bowling lane but you can still go out and drink a beer with your family, right? I mean, worse things.
1: Yeah. about well, 75% of the bowling centers, America, America are open in some form or another. Uh, some of them are only at 25%. I just got back from a meeting in Wyoming and they were only down five weeks and, and they're, they're all back to where they need to be. Again, practicing social distancing, wearing masks, all that stuff that lets them you know do their work. But but still enjoy life, and and that's what we're doing in bowling. And when you think, uh, what I, I think is great about bowling is, again, it's a day to get out. But we're big boxes, we're big spaces, so we we are really out communicating to the world. It's a safe environment to be. Come in, it's safe, plenty of room, to distance away from your. Uh, if you're worried about the people next to you, or if you're worried, because you still have to live. At The end of the day, we still all have to live, whatever that may be. And so that's one of the things we'll be doing. And we have really been working with our local proprietors to help them push out. We're not doing a lot of national this year only because, you know, we have 25% of our centers aren't open yet. So we're trying to be cognizant of, you know, not to make them feel bad as we move forward.
0: And that makes sense again, you know, Hey, 25% aren't open. You know, it is unfortunate, but as you said, in certain places, Everything's fine. You know, and, and, you know, they did what they needed to do. As you said, you know, if you could shut off, you know, every other lane, I mean, Hey, that's still worth it. So a lot of people go out and have a good time. So.
1: Yeah, Mike, we've got some are doing every other lane. Uh, we've got proprietors to get open. Uh, there are some States and municipalities they're putting up screens in between the pairs of lanes, just like you're seeing when you go into a, a store at the counter, the, the, the sneeze screens, they're even doing that which helped them get open, which was great.
0: And again, I I completely agree with you. We have to live our life, man. I mean, we can't. Yeah. You know, hey, hey it's going to be a while till it sounds like we're going back to normal. But the closer we can continue to get in a healthy and safe way, I'm I'm all for it. We got yeah, to do it. We got to do
1: Don't get me wrong. I'm with you. We all have to be safe, and we got to be protective of what's going on. But we still have to live. And, exactly. Anna, if we do it and we practice what our municipalities are telling us to do, we'll all get through this. I think.
0: I love that. And yeah, just in case, throw up the bumpers for me too, because I oh, yeah, really, please, really not that great. Really not that great at this bowling thing. Again, I'm telling you. Yeah, I've, I've heard like
1: you on the golf course. Oh, my shoulder hurts. Can I get a few strokes? Yeah, I've heard guys like you.
0: No, no, no. My handicap's not very good either. I promise <laughs> you that. But um Frank, this has been absolutely fantastic. Anything else? Can you um what are I know you give us the website, but give us the website one more time. Give us some of the yeah, um the social medias if you don't mind. I
1: Oh, my God, I'm going to miss it. GoBowlingAmerica.com. Mm-hmm. Really simple. GoBowlingAmerica.com or just go to GoBowling.com and it'll take you over there.
0: I love That'll it. Be. And one uh, last question, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah talk, talk to me a little bit. Uh, I forgot to ask and I apologize about this. The um, the league program. Talk to me a little bit about the uh, Go Bowling America. And that's it.
1: Go bowling, it's go, uh, go bowling America program is where you'll bowl six to eight weeks, depending on where you're bowling. And then when you're done, you'll get a brand new bowling ball to go get drilled and enjoy it. And uh, you always bowl better with your own equipment. No different than golf, no different than uh, any other sport. You know, you don't use rent. You, I tell people how often you use a rented, uh, a, a rented tennis racket. You, you always do be better with your own equipment. This is one of our ways of doing that.
0: That is, yeah, that is absolutely awesome. I love now Mike,
1: that. I have a question for you. Yeah. Talk to me, man. So who are you pulling for, for the new ownership of the match? Now come oh, on.
0: Any, literally anybody. I, I am not kidding about that. I could not care less who owns the Mets, as long as it is not the current ownership group. I will be very happy, and I think that part is. Uh, that's I it, still
1: man. remember. I still remember going to my first Mets game with a guy Russell, know named Brian Harris, who is with uh, Taylor. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Let me get a driver. I'll take us." He goes, "Nope, we're taking the Johnny Rocker number seven down to the down to the stadium." So wonderfully wonderful. That is
0: that, that is fantastic, night. man. I do love I love New York City. I miss it a lot. I haven't been there and I don't know since March at this point it's unfortunate. Not going to any Mets games this year. But honestly, that might be for the good they uh, they for a good in. cause. Michael,
1: so you think you think you think they'll get through the season? The the Major League Baseball?
0: I do. I good. do think they'll get Third through the hear. season. Um I, it's going to be a weird season. I think the Yankees and Phillies uh, today or tomorrow are playing a doubleheader. For the first time, we're it's in the same stadium, but one team's the home team and one team's the away team, and then they switch, and it's so the the integrity is starting to get a little out there, but you know man, it is what it is. It's a 2020s weird, 2020s wacky. Yeah. If we can get baseball in, I'm happy with it. We can get bowling in, I'm happy with it. And I think that's I the most important get. part, man. But Frank, this has been absolutely fantastic. I sincerely sincerely appreciate your time again. Go bowlingamerica.com. You get your own bowling ball and it's your own bowling ball. So that makes it a little bit safer, yeah. right? You're not sharing with a yeah. bunch of people. It's yours. As you said, I'm not trying to go to, you know, play baseball with some random person's bat, right? I want my own. I want my own glove. It makes life a heck of a lot easier. So I think that's more important. But Frank DiSocio, Executive Director of the Bowling Proprietors Association of America. I'll have all the links down in the show notes. So if anyone wants to go click on those, they're more than welcome. But Frank, this has been absolutely that's fantastic. Have a
1: wonderful day. Thank you so much.
0: You Appreciate as well, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes!